it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, we don't need to do any the Matrix trailer. Probably it's just another trailer. Although, right. although, did you watch that trailer, Nick? Yeah. I have to say, that's my favourite trailer of all of the ones we've seen because it is a bit less on the on the what the fuck is going on and a little bit more on the relationship and and or the story, I should say. I felt like I was getting an idea of the story here, the way they blended the the past movies and the present movies together. It's like, ah, oh, okay, so it's. It makes sense the resurrections now, and it makes sense that he's all a bit confused. It's all uh-huh. part of the same story. It actually does a better job of linking this film with the first film than the second and third film did, Revolutions and whatever the other one was called. The, I agree. The shit ones, whatever they were called, yeah. Reloaded, I think, and then Revolutions. That's it, yeah. Was it Revolution? Revolutions means about... Yeah, Revolutions was the third one. Reloaded was the second yes. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and don't, don't get me wrong, there were some good things in those films. I do remember seeing them on the big screen, thinking, "Wow!" But on that, it's that kind of like on reflection, they weren't that good. They were a bit confusing, and they seemed to rely too much on the special effects and stuff, and not much content. But it's been a long time since I've watched them. I have to be honest; it's been years. It's got to be years since I've watched those films. Yeah, I, uh, those were the first ones my dad took me to. The first R movies he took me to is I want to see the Matrix movies. Really? Shit. My first R-rated movie, I snuck in with my friends to watch Predator. First one I snuck into at theaters was <laughs> Team America War Police. Um, uh, Team America we... War Police? What, the puppet <coughs> one? Yeah, the puppet one. Um, was, was that called War Police in the US? World Police. Sorry, World Police. I oh, thank you. I was going to say, wow, did we get a name change? Because, yeah, Team America. Fuck yeah. Wonderful film. That fucking funny. <laughs> Bought tickets for oh. the Jimmy Fallon movie Taxi that I had no intent of seeing. And oh, I don't even know Team what America. that is. Bad. America, fuck yeah. Okay, I th- think I'm ready. Okay, well you're 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 in charge, buddy. I am but a passenger on the Nick Dole bus of Breaking Geek today. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. The premier flagship international yada 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 podcast of LRM.com <laughs> and the Genreverse Net- Podcast Network. Today I'm joined, just me and Danny, just two lads today. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good, thank you, brother. Very, very good indeed. The weather is beautiful here in Dubai and it's wonderful to be here with just you, Nick. A dynamic duo today. Well, I don't know exactly. where the other two fucking are, but they're obviously, yeah. you know, busy. Who cares? No, <laughs> it's actually <laughs> snow here. <laughs> It snowed for the first time last night, all, all well, the October you know, well, winter. Actually, I was just about to say where you were, but we should keep your address secret. We I can mean, say that you're Colorado. somewhere in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with saying Colorado <laughs> and Denver area. All right, well, we got oh, lots. Oh, you're going to narrow it down to Denver area. I know I've, I've said the exact town before. It's it's a big area. <laughs> good luck finding. <laughs> so uh, I'll just say goodbye. That's a big city. Yeah, impossible to find you unless you're Tom Cruise. 
Ethan Hunt would track you down. Put you in a building. But would he track me down before James Bond tracked me down? It's a good question. Actually, no, it wouldn't, because my government always knows where I am. But that's uh, that's oh, something so it's I easy. can't tell you now, or I'd have to kill you. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so today we have lots of news. Um, and actually three things we watched to talk about if we have time for all of it. Because we were caught up on Hawkeye, correct? Yep, correct. Uh, we've both watched Hellbound and, and 8-Bit Hellbound. Christmas. I watched 8-Bit Christmas yesterday. I mean, you guys were discussing Hellbound last week, so I devoured it in like almost two days. I put off the sixth episode like three days after I watched the first five because I was like, I don't that know what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the spoilers on that. We'll get the spoilers I did it in the one day, remember, but yeah. yeah. But that's a hell of a three films we've got there, or three things, right? We've got what, yeah. Hellbound, which is something on its own, then 8-Bit Christmas, which is like a palate cleanser, and then Hawkeye slap bang in the middle. You've got yeah. sugar, sugar-coated candy and, and some horrible fucking uh, jelly bean, snot-flavoured jelly bean with Hellbound, and then a nice piece of cheesecake with Hawkeye. I love it. <laughs> That'll be our little... Icing on the top of this episode. All those yeah, candies exactly. stacked exactly. on top of each other. <laughs> so we have well, we have lots of Marvel news, DC news, and even a little bit of Star Wars news. So I guess let's get started. First, this isn't something that I expect you to know a lot about, Danny, but you we've discussed you should check out the show version of this. Um, Hollywood Reporter has announced that Batman, the animated series, drama, audio dramas in the works with original cast. Um, Obviously, this is something. Have you ever heard of the other audio dramas people have been doing? There was like no, no the Wolverine idea. I one. Didn't, didn't know where you were going with this. No, absolutely not. Well, I'll, I'll, I was actually going to talk about the original series with you in a second, because it's what you still haven't watched, I assume, but we keep suggesting. Um, but, but yeah, have you even heard that uh, Marvel put out a Wolverine audio drama? They're, they're released like podcasts, uh, only they cost for a little bit. There's a Batman drama with Winston Duke playing Batman out right okay. now on a like on spotify or somewhere so this is kind of a new thing you know it's like old school it's like old school radio so this okay. will be a continuation of the animated series from the 90s that jonesy and i are always talking about as the best version of batman which you should still check out so it's bringing back kevin conroy let's see i think it brings back all the main characters uh it was announced by kevin conroy who plays batman and don john glover who played riddler um and it'll be a Let's see. Has it got Mark Hamill playing Joker? I'm, I'll fig- I think I'm going to go down the list. I believe it does. Uh, Conroy said it's a great script by Alan Burnett and it brings back the original cast. Um, and added Glover, the Riddler's back and he's evolved in many ways. He understands he's on the spectrum. <laughs> so maybe this will be a little more <laughs> down to earth. Um, let's see. Let's see if they list the entire. Okay. Well, it is unknown which cast members might return. For the audio drama, surviving voice actors include Paul Williams, The Penguin, Richard Bull, Two-Face, David Warner, Ra's al Ghul, Diane Pershing, Poison Ivy, Adrian Barbeau, Catwoman, Ron Perlman, who I forgot was Clayface in the original series. Um, I did not know that. Okay. It's just in for like two episodes. I had no idea it was him back then. Melissa Gilbert, Barbara Gordon, and Lauren Lester, Dick Grayson slash Nightwing. They didn't mention Mark Hamill on that list for some reason. Was what they said original cast. So in my ignorance, was, was he in the original original cast, yeah. or was he someone that joined a long time later? I just know that he played the Joker, and it's an iconic role for him. Everyone that that people like you guys are always saying how it was the definitive Joker was when mm-hmm. uh, Mark Hamill was voicing him. But was that an original cast? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Actually, he was. This is a funny story. Uh, what's his face from Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, not even that. Oh. What's uh, what's the guy from Clue? The lead in Clue. 
I know exactly who you mean because I even, slightly off topic, was even watching Home Alone 2 today, believe it or not, at Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry did the voice of the Joker in the first season, but they thought it was oh, wow, so okay. off the mark, they had Mark Hamill redub the first season before Holy it was shit. released. It's like the first few episodes, it's Mark Hamill fitting the lips, not the animator drawing it to be him. Right, I understand. Didn't like the okay, direction. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark Hamill actually has had like a cameo bit in a single episode. You saw the drawings of the Joker on the wall. He's, he has a really, really nice story about it on a Kevin Smith podcast. I think it's the first episode of Fat Man on Batman. He interviews Mark Hamill for two. It doesn't say if he'll be back. I assume he will be, considering Conroy and him anchored the uh, the vid- most recent video games, too. The Arkham right. series was obviously they came back for all those, except for the one that was by a different company. Was that the Origins? Whatever, whichever one was Origins. I don't know if it was even called that, but... Yeah, so let's see. Are you excited about this? Were, the, were these audio sh- show things something that you were you were quite into? I haven't listened to any of them yet. Um, but here are, the, here are the other ones it's talking about. Uh, there's a new one coming out. It's on HBO Max because HBO Max. Okay, so this will probably be an HBO Max too. They have like a, apparently an audio arm to it. And I'm sure their podcasts show up other places later. But Jeffrey Wright's actually playing Batman and Batman the Audio Adventures. Spotify has Batman Unburied starring Winston Duke as Batman um, with David S. Goyer actually writing it. Uh, Marvel did Wolverine the Long Night and Wolverine the Last Trial. And of course, we've already heard that Bruce Tim is developing a semi-sequel to the series that's more for adults. We've discussed in past weeks. That'll be animated, not audio. So I'm pretty excited for it. I haven't listened to the other ones. I will listen to this. And another note on here is Conroy said Danny Elfman will write the theme. So apparently wow, okay. they'll be getting some are... new Danny Elfman music with that as well. Okay. And are these shows uh, one-offs? Are they a series of six episodes or how do they normally work as far as you know? Usually they're like a mini series. I don't know how many episodes, okay. but yeah, usually it's like a few chapters. They would even call it the okay. Wolverine one. Um, that's not all in DC news. Let's kill some time while I go through my, Oh, Okay. More HBO Max Disney news. We've already heard about this, but I guess now it's official. Um, well, we already know about the uh, Gotham TV show. Remember, uh, Jeffrey Wright will be returning as Gordon, and it's set like as a year Gordon, before yeah. the Batman. Um, that's yeah. really all we know about that one. Uh, they confirmed that Colin Farrell, I think it's just a rumor before, is going to have his own HBO Max series, which is why they put so much makeup on him, even though he says he's only in the movie for like 10 minutes, um, which yeah, will follow the I Penguin. Think- before it's a the minor Batman. spoiler, though, obviously, because obviously now we know that he survives the Batman, so to speak, well, right? We, or or did because I read it was a sequel, or did, did I just make that shit uh, up? It says the series will reportedly delve into the Penguin's rise to power in Gotham, so it could oh, be a so prequel. Oh, so it could be a prequel. Okay, I thought it was sequel, so I apologize, but yeah, because I was going to say if, if we know it's a sequel and he's in it, because because we we don't know if this the Batman. I mean, we do now because it's just been confirmed that he's reprising his role, but I. We weren't really sure if the Batman was going to be a one-off, as in just a one iteration of it, just to see, um, or just to give a, an interpretation of it, or whether it was going to be part of a trilogy, although there were some rumblings on set that that wasn't going to happen, or or whether it was going to be a continuation, whether or not we'd have Battinson reprising his role for consecutive films, or this was going to be the only one. So I guess this kind of shows that they are at least happy with the direction that these characters were going, even if it wasn't necessarily the director continued. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Matt I, Reeves got... is producing yeah, both on, of them. Sorry, He's the director. Um, yes. And so obviously they're already trying to build a universe for this Batman without 
Yeah, which and shows a little a bit of confidence in what he's done with the film, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound like it. If it was a real shit show, they wouldn't have uh, invested any kind of time of effort in effort in spinning things off. Um, but I guess time will tell when the film finally hits the big screen and we all get to see it, whether or not that will happen. Uh, not, yeah, not whether right. the film will come ahead, but whether or not the uh, it's a success. We can't. We can only yeah, wait and see, on. right? I mean, certainly looks like it. We've all enjoyed the trailers. We all, we've all enjoyed what we've seen so far. Uh, and I certainly didn't give a shit about any of the stuff that was said about on set about him dating yeah. one of his co-stars and stuff. That stuff really doesn't. That as long as they can hold it together, and there's not like any you know bad actor acting yeah. actors. <laughs> bad acting level. Yeah. <laughs> As long as it's not abuse or sexual harassment, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't see that being the case. So, uh, so yeah. Yes, um, I'm not that excited about the TV shows for Batman. Unfortunately, none of them have really um, grabbed my attention. I gave a couple of them the three episode rule and and never really got past any of the iterations. But as you well know, and our dear listener knows, anything that starts to spread off with different fucking multiverses and universes, and I don't know how they're linked together, I quickly quickly switch off because it to me it feels like i have to it kind of gives me the impression oh shit i have to watch everything to know what's going on in one thing which is obviously not always the case but it also means that sometimes like, what's the point in watching this because it's not going to have any impact on anything else so i'm always stuck in that middle of do i care about this show invest i end up not investing and going and watching something else unfortunately and it sounds about- like sometimes i'm missing good shows how about, uh, are you planning on watching Peacemaker at all? Because that'll obviously be their first spinoff from a movie into a TV yes. show. Yes, no, no, no. We, You and I have both really enjoyed what we've seen so far on those trailers. So, yes, absolutely. That That is uh, that is something I'm, I'm, I am I'm looking forward to. So maybe the quality uh, of the Batman and maybe a trailer for one of these might convince you. Because these are obviously way different than the, uh, these are obviously a way different level, hopefully, than uh, what's been and on sure. television. And of course, I've, it's also about the access for me as well. It's a bit, it's a bit more challenging mm. sometimes. The HBO Max and obviously DC and HBO are, are HBO Max is their preferred output for for TV stuff. Uh, and it's not that I can't get access to it, um, but obviously the 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 ways to get access to it are not always, uh, um, should we say, legitimate ways to access oh. these things. So, and that's not something obviously that we should recommend to do. Um, so it makes it harder for me to see these shows. And if I have to dig too deep, then obviously sometimes it's like, no, I'll go to what we've got to watch on Netflix or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, though. I always, you guys have never really led me wrong before, even though, even though I haven't seen the animated stuff that you guys talk about. It's not because I don't want to. It's just because I don't always have access to it. So I do believe you when you say this shit is good. Well, I don't, I can't, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking to the animated series. Obviously, I haven't seen uh, sure. any, any of DC has not released any of their shows yet. I mean, they have their titans and actually doom control which i haven't watched honestly because i'm not even into doom patrol i've loved uh and i I, and i did enjoy the first two or three seasons of green arrow when that came um but that then started to go off it it was dragging i'm like how long were you on this fucking island that kind of stuff it's like how much uh, i I don't know how much more i can take of this of you dragging this out and then then it went a little bit bonkers with the um, the other, should we say, superhero characters bouncing in and out, and I kind of I kind of switched off. So I like it when shows are popular and they're good and they run on, but I mm-hmm. do feel that sometimes showrunners and things to say it's almost like one of those quit while you're ahead kind of things, rather than dragging Absolutely. things out. For two. Like Walking Dead, right? There's a good example of that. Had some great seasons, maybe one or two off ones, but there was a point where like 
wrap this up now because you know this is really good everyone's loving it end it so that we don't have that bitter feeling of, in in you know that of oh, fuck's sake how long is this going to go on for and it makes you resent what good work was done before that and i do feel that dc in my experience with green arrow was one of those should have mm-hmm. quit while you were ahead you know spun me off like, maybe yeah go on i was gonna say, i do like legend of tomorrow it's the only one i've really watched in detail and only and only episodes of arrow i've seen is the one with constantine's and like two of them so that's oh, why shit. I watched Legends. I haven't Legend. seen those, and I loved Constantine the comics, so I, I, I should that. And you, you're a great fan of the character, the actor that's currently playing Constantine, right? Yeah, Matt Ryan. He's yeah. excellent. Yeah. I, I, I feel terrible. They're probably going to recast him for HBO Max. They've talked yeah. about okay. wanting to do a Justice League Dark TV show, and JJ's been, or a Constantine TV show, and apparently they're looking at a younger actor in his 20s, and they're looking for diversity. Not, not the, uh, not the white blonde-haired bloke that was literally inspired by Sting when he was originally drawn. Oh, really? Look at the early issues, okay. he's Sting, so. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sure when I first read the comic that that was probably something that did pop up to me. That looks a bit like the guy from the police kind of thing. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then, I mean, it's, these are one of, these are just those many things that add to the list to watch, right? You yeah. and I have both got these extensive lists of things to watch, but I guess for me, the DC stuff is not very close to the top of the list. I, I think um, I'll just find the stuff that's connected to the movie universes or like yeah. even even the, you know, even like the movies uh, Batgirl's going to be a real movie but it'll be at HBO Max it's not being made for theaters so we'll okay. see if the quality is affected by that because Marvel I mean Disney Plus is a pretty good job with Marvel and Star Wars as far as quality yeah, yeah it's not sure. always perfect yeah, no, absolutely, but... 100% and so yeah then I can yeah I'm absolutely with you on that one if the if the show is connected to a movie the what should we say was good then absolutely I'll, I'll link to it but uh but the dc movies i don't know which movies the shows are linked to because the flash movie might not necessarily be linked to aquaman and that might not be linked to spider-man uh, superman which might not be linked to wonder woman i have no fucking idea so black adam's gonna, gonna fight to... a superman that's all he could a, say yeah exactly, yeah exactly yeah and a batman might be there but we don't know which which batman it might be so it, at least with the marvel stuff from that point of view is i know which which movie they are connected to uh you know hawkeye's yeah. connected to the mcu stuff that we all know until mm-hmm. they come along and fuck it up with the multiverse but We've had that conversation. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have it again. Now let's go into Marvel news. We got a shit ton of Marvel go. news. Press has started for Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, everyone's talking now. Talky, talky, talky. Um, did you happen to see the video of the panel with just the villains? It's like seven minutes. It was really cool. They had Alfred Molina next to Willem Dafoe next to Jamie Foxx. And yeah, I every- didn't see the panel. I saw there was a panel, but I, I thought it, when I saw the clip, I thought it was just a snapshot. I didn't realize it was a whole eight minutes of it. Was this the one where um, Alfred Molina just said it was all about the money? Yeah, <laughs> he did mean it as <laughs> a joke. Obviously a tongue-in-cheek comment. Yeah, because then yeah. he laughed and he's yeah. like, no, I actually want to come back to this character. Willem Dafoe yeah. is the most sincere. Jamie Foxx is just kind of like starstruck and like super pleased to be back. Like I saw a different promo with him about Spider Monday, you know, the ticket day. And he did it with the first time I saw him doing press and he's, it's a video with Tom Holland and you can just, he's giddy as a schoolgirl that he's, he gets another chance. That's great. It is good, isn't it? When you see the actors that are in the films that we love actually come across as they're super happy to be in these films as well. And not just to have a job, but also like, I remember when Jamie Foxx was in the, I can't, was it the second amazing fantastic Spider-Man or whatever it was called? Amazing. Yes, it was. But terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, Title's yeah, amazing, the title was amazing. Terrible. The film wasn't. Yeah, 
even then I remember him saying that he was a fan of the comics and he had read them and all that kind of stuff. And it's always good to hear when these actors not only seem to fit the role with, with how they look or, or their physique and all that normal stuff, but how they actually really, you can get the impression that they really want the job and they're super happy mm-hmm. to have the job. Uh, and that always makes you, makes you feel a bit more confident in them, at least, even if the end product wasn't what they thought it was going to be and certainly wasn't what we hoped it would be. Exactly. So yeah, I, I like that. I like seeing that stuff. If you check the article, this is for the audience. Um, about a not blue electro was what brought Jamie Fox back to Spider-Man. Um, the video is actually embedded there. If anyone wants to check out the seven-minute villains panel, and the still is yeah. even Willem Dafoe smiling off camera, uh, Alfamilia smiling into camera, and like Jamie Fox almost laughing, like the super big grin on his face, staring at the other <laughs> two. But so here's his quote. This is why he's back. Obviously, he wanted to come back, but. I was excited knowing producer Amy Pascal for years, man. I know what she's done with this franchise and she was explaining to me that's going to be hot, you know, and I didn't have to be blue and things like that as far as my character is concerned. So you're going (laughs) to, so you're going to be a little more hip and that I get a chance to hang out with these incredible lesbians, but to walk onto set to see these guys, I literally bowed to them and we've been having a ball. So he brings up the, yeah, one of the reasons I did it is I don't have to be blue again. Oh yeah, he is. Here he goes. I'm happy I got a brand new suit, a brand new look. The blue, you know, the first time we did it, I didn't care. I was just happy to be in this wonderful course. And so like you said, looking at the phone, and Melina, you know, uh, sort of like two or three hours or whatever like that. With this one, it just feels more comfortable. And I think it feels more today, modern, you know, not trying so hard. Yeah. I'm, I assume- I'm sure... I'm- I'm sure at the end of the day, his 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 role, although substantial, is not. It wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't months and months of filming for him, was it? Because obviously, I can't so imagine it would be for sure any of them. For any of them, exactly. So for them to come in for X amount of days' work, I'm sure it was a lot of fun for them. Uh, and they're also all three of all three of the ones that you just mentioned there. They're all at that stage in their career where they've had fucking good careers, right? So they can take roles and just have fun with them and not have to worry about whether or not it will get me work. And if, if this film bombs, I'll never work in Hollywood again and all yeah. that kind of shit. They've all got the point where they can say yes and no to any role and it really doesn't matter, right? So I think that gives them that certain amount of freedom to just have fun with it. And if that shines through in the final film, then then great. It can only add to the enjoyment that we'll have in uh, in what one week's time. One week. Yeah, I realize I will have watched it one week yesterday uh, because I have like my Thursday screening tickets. That was yeah, a uh, last night. Well, uh, that, uh, where am I? I'm, I'm, I will be. What time's your screening on next Thursday? 3.30 Mountain. Uh, so that's 3.30 uh, p.m. Or are you going to some sort of crazy early morning showing or something? No, 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 no. It's 3.30 in the afternoon on the big show. I'll, be, I'll be a little bit ahead of you then, buddy. Yeah. We, I've got my IMAX One tickets at 11 a.m. next Thursday, and we're obviously about 12 hours ahead of you. So I'll I'll be sure to send you a private message spoiling the fuck out of it. So I won't be checking my phone from the day that England <laughs> two days before us or something. It's like I'm not going to look at my Twitter. I would it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, and yeah, there is that. I will be avoiding uh, anything on the Twitterverse as well um, before that shows out. But yeah, sorry, I, we digressed. One week away, clearly excited about it. Then do you like the look? I'm sure you've seen the pictures of Jamie Foxx or at least the trailer. Do you like uh, his new Electro look? It's definitely better. <laughs> Yeah, I, honest, honestly, Nick, I, I I need to see it in context of the film. It, I mean, yeah, that look, those stills and things, the the, the brief out in the uh, in the trailers and stuff, 
looks fine to me, but it is one of those situations where, well, let's see how that fits with how he was brought into the, the, this universe and the, like I say, the context of the film for me to have a full interpretation of it. But I like how it looks so far, but I'm pretty sure when I saw the blue one, what, 10 years ago that I didn't mind, it was like, well, let's see what the film's like, you know. Um, just on that, uh, you're a bit more Marvel geek on that. What was the, the blue was he blue? I mean, let's use the word the blue and white, whatever it was, in the comics? Was no. that a creative choice made for the movie? It was is a creative choice it... made for the movie okay. for some reason. He is, you know how one part of the trailer like kind of forms a mask looking thing? Like, yes. He, yes. he usually wears, like in the comics, he's goofy. He wears a mask shaped like that that's yellow. So he's like yellow and green. Oh, really? Is what he wears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they've updated that look too, even though, you know. Marvel usually goes pretty like I mean look at Mysterio Marvel goes very close to the comics these days but they close still didn't the like comics, put yeah. him in this a silly yellow mask <laughs> and more Spider-Man news we now know of a deleted scene from No Way Home already because oh, it was with, a, uh, Matt, uh, with his brother yes Tom, Tom Holland talking um, on the Graham Norton show he they kind of made a big deal that his brother was playing a drug dealer in it um, like they even showed photos of the day with his brother, like on his shoulders or something like that. Cause you know, they were dicking about on set. Um, yeah. That's the only reason we know the scene exists, but Tom Holland has said that unfortunately his brother's scene was cut from the film. Um, <laughs> well, obviously we knew it's going to be, I think we're, I think we're hearing two 30 is the runtime, which we got to know by now. Yeah. It has to be solid by yes. now a week out before we were hearing like two forty-five. So, and we already know how crowded the movie is. So, you know, it's quote at the beginning of the day, I was making the takes extra, extra long to see how long it would take before he blow. Oh, yeah. It's not really, his quote doesn't really important or tie into that. It just ties into the day of the events. But yeah, you will no longer get to see Tom Holland's brother. And I bet yeah, I wouldn't be too to... happy <laughs> if I was his brother. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great honor for him and a great experience for his brother to even just be on set for a few days and to, and to experience it all. I've got the runtime here for us here in the Middle East uh, at... Uh, 150 minutes so yes two and a half hours that's with trailers too so but we always have to stay for marvel movies and apparently well, you, just, just saying that just as just as you're talking there nick i've got a uh, matrix resurrections tickets have just gone on sale here for the day before christmas eve and that's also two and a half hours too so i'm gonna I make sure I'm buy my tickets right now uh, oh nice i'm gonna watch it at home i don't know if it was just at theaters i would go but it'll be my last hbo max movie since next year they Switching back to theatrical only. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I see. Of that course, was only sorry, through the yes, end of the year that they were saying yeah. all of our movies will be on HBO Max same day. They haven't said anything about right. next year. We'll see how the... I know of someone with COVID, so we'll see. <laughs> um, so continuing with Spider-Man related news, um, Kevin Feige confirms... Uh, he talks about the uh, Venom Spider-Man crossover that we'll be getting um what he said that that's going to do because i saw in the article that we put on to the main website at lrm um something that it was a rumor that we all knew was true was that just the fact that they were going to cross over or the way that they were going to do it um just all i know is the post-credit sequence is obviously how they've already sloppily set it up but i don't I think still we know. haven't seen venom i couldn't carnage i, I have no idea <laughs> Oh. I, I never dragged myself to watch it. So, but I know that end scene was uh, uh, Venom being dragged into our current MCU universe. Yeah. And did you look out the window and see the poster of Spider-Man on the wall or something, or the TV screen or something? Uh, he Daily Bugle's basically on TV. 
and Jonathan's right, calling okay. him a menace. And then Venom says something weird, like he, he looks tasty and like licks the screen with Peter Parker on it. Gotcha. So All right. it's it's interesting. Um, according to Kevin Feige, it just made sense to bring Venom into the MCU. In a recent interview about the long crossover, when asked if a recent interview about how long the crossover had been in the works, the MCU architect said, you look at the obvious comic connotations between Venom and Spider-Man and it's inherent. Flaggy went on to explain that the relative success of the first Venom movie had prompted the decision to bring the character to the MCU. The minute Sony made their Venom movie and it worked as well as it did, he didn't say it was good, and Tom Hardy became as iconic (laughs) as he has become as Venom, and it was the obvious decision is how do we start to merge them? So we don't know any details past that, except for this is the first time Kevin Feige's like, yeah, of course they're going to cross over. Because even the yeah. post-credit scene, it felt like they slipped it in sloppily, not like part of Feige's plan necessarily. But we know that they're making a bunch of movies together, not just Spider-Man movies. Like I think the next few movies they'll be working, Kevin Feige will be supervising and Marvel will be supervising even movies like Craven. Right. So. Okay, I understand. Okay. And related to that... Uh, Amy Pascal said Venom 3 is currently in the planning stages. So Venom 3 could be Venom versus Spider-Man. Venom versus Spider-Man could be its own thing. Venom could be in the next trilogy. I guess there's a tiny chance he shows up in No Way Home, but I don't think it's even a rumor. And everything is rumored about that movie. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. anything, I think we might see him next in the post-credit sequence of No Way Home, depending what directions we get shot off. I think that would be the most, if we were going to get anything at all of Venom in this film, knowing how much is already in it, yeah. that I think that would be as best as we might get is the post-credits. And that could have also been a, a post-credit scene that could have been filmed and then the depending on the success of Let There Be Carnage or whether or not they even went ahead and added it to the to the film. It was, I think it was a lot of it was going to be how how that was taken, how the post-credit scene of Let There Be Carnage was ex- not accepted by fans, but um, received by fans, what the general feedback was. Because it could be a, a pretty much a generic scene that doesn't necessarily imply anything other than Venom is in the MCU, so to speak, just to keep those... Uh, just to keep it in there, just to keep him him in our in our uh, just to keep yeah just to keep the character in our minds so that we know he's around and to remind us that he is in that universe. Uh, but yeah, I I don't see him being in the main film at all. That being said, like we're getting five. How do you not do a sinister six in some form if you're already grabbing five villains? But I don't expect because I think Venom. yeah I think he I think he is a a, a strong enough Spider Man villain to potentially be part of a future trilogy along with Craven the Hunter and Craven being after either a Spider-Man, a night monkey, or being after a Venom kind of thing, right? He could be hunting any of these creatures. Because at the end of the day, what one of the things I love about what my MCU has done is, yes, they've taken characters and stuff from storylines and stuff from Marvel, but they've not been afraid to flip things and change things quite dramatically so that even our diehard fans like yourself have a surprise, have a shock of a surprise. Sometimes you don't like it, but at least they're keeping, at least you don't know exactly what's going to happen because they're not following the comics exactly yeah. step by step. Or really so Craven could point. be coming and, and be hunting these two things. So anyway, I, what I mean by that is I think Venom could potentially be a, a greater villain on his own in the, a new potential trilogy rather than trying to cramming into a Sinister Six now. Yeah. Um, so. Plus, he's not exactly evil. Evil. Just the suit no, this has things for Peter Parker's line, across he? universes. Yeah. Right now, he's the yeah. good, lethal protector. Yeah. Let, yeah. Yeah. 
he kills yeah, a lot of people say- as the suit in that movie. Like the suit itself keeps switching hosts for part of it because they break up. You know, like just in Spider-Man 2, he loses his powers in the movie. They break yeah. up and Venom kills like 10 people like uses up their bodies, like going to a nightclub and stuff like that. You're like, you just murdered all those people after promising not to. And we're going to slide right what over that. In the late, is that what happens in the last one? In Let There Be Carnage? So he, yeah. he actually just, oh, fucking hell. He's... Like you see him moving from body to body and the body just falls and he's at a nightclub. Like, yeah. So, so they don't even try to tell us that that body was that of a dodgy, evil drug pusher or a, No, or it was a just a regular party with a bunch of so young he people. he could be a good person that he's just... Uh, All those people oh, were well, probably they... good. Just teenagers but, or yeah, yeah, I millennials. I don't know how you could ever redeem him then. I don't know how you could ever say that whatever good he does when he's with Eddie or Peter or whatever he does, it's like, no, you actually just wiped out a whole yeah. hope of, should we say, innocent good people. I don't know... In a different way than the Avengers do. They're not collateral damage. They were just venom wanting to go well, out and yeah, party. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the fucking the fucking grief that we gave um, um, in Man of Steel when they were destroying loads of shit, and obviously innocent people were killed. The amount of grief that they got for that, the collateral damage, the innocent people that died, shit. And if we're just forgetting that venom basically did what he you just described. I mean, come on. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, he beat, I, I, Car- spoiler, he beat Carnage in the end, so he saved the world again. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the, the lives of the many and the few and all that kind of stuff going on. I don't, don't <laughs> that that collateral damage wasn't anything to do with the fight we can't no. by the sounds of it. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and similar, possibly yeah. Spider-Man news. Um uh Kevin Feige did promise that if we if we get Matt Murdock in a future project, it will be played by Charlie Cox. But not That's necessarily official. the version that I love and what all of us love from the Netflix show. Just the same actor, but a different version. Is that, I that think, that's pretty much what you were saying last week, right? When I that was that our guest, uh, Fisk, yeah. who we still think is in Hawkeye. And uh, yeah, him, I think, and any other character they brack, I just don't think they'll have the same. They'll probably have the, they, you know, they've probably been in their positions for a while. It's not like they're brand new to yeah. the scene, but yeah. I, I don't think we'll see their origin stories like Matt Murdock being blinded or anything. Because Marvel's really yeah. good at not repeating sh- shit like that. And between the movie and the TV show, they have done it twice. Um, yeah. But I can see them just continuing on, but not reference, not referencing anything so that, you know, those t- shows were more mature, number one, for parents yeah. would probably put Disney Plus Daredevil on before they'd put on Netflix for their kid. Yeah. And I don't think it should be necessary to watch three seasons of Daredevil to be able to jump into an MCU version. I think there'll no, be variants see, that yeah, don't don't absolutely. get sucked into the universe, aren't the same universe. It's just they're variants. They look the same. They're different points in their careers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally see how it can be done and it can be seamless and it's not necessarily to do, like you said, another origin story. I guess I guess I still feel that I, I don't I, I don't see that it's much of a problem to make the Netflix shows canon, I guess is my point. I, I, they reference certain things about the event. Yes, there's certain things that you would have thought they would have mentioned or maybe or the they, Avengers they would have shown up for like the possibly, Defenders plot. Well, well, possibly, but I think they could be easily because they could be at the same time as it. Because you could argue that there's something very, very bad going on in the world all the fucking time, which could need an event bring to their teammates and, and to sort it. out, right? It could yeah. be something happening in Adelaide in Australia. It could be something happening in 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 Dubai. It could be something happening in some obscure Russian town in North Siberia that needed Captain America to go and help out. Yeah, it's a big fucking country, and there's 
sorry, big planet and there's lots of shit going on. Very much like Captain Marvel's comment about, you know, it's a big fucking universe and I'm out there dealing with lots of shit. You know, it's that I I honestly feel that something, a comment like that could quite easily cover any of the, well, why didn't you turn up in Hell's Kitchen when this guy was doing this, this and this? That's true. Because it's, it's a big fucking planet and I can, I'm a, I'm a superhero, but I can only be in one place at one time because I love those characters and I love those iterations of those characters is my point. So I don't know why they couldn't be canon. They clearly felt they were canon because they referenced the event and when shit happened in New York and stuff. So, um, but ultimately I do understand that it can be done like you just said. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to not get what I want as long as I like what I get. So it's okay. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, if you ever watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it sticks to the movies far closer, and they've confirmed that's definitely not canon. Um, like, they even have characters on the helicarrier during the events of Winter Soldier and, like, the season after. No, yeah, Winter Soldier. And the season after that is about yeah. having a secret S.H.I.E.L.D. base because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been taking down, and they're trying to find Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. and Bill Paxton well, plays, like, a sh- bad villain and stuff. So they stick to the movies to pretty Why close. Why did they do that then, you think? Because that could have easily been canon if someone was in charge of it, because they made a few seasons of it, right? So they could have made a lot. They could have said, look, we want you to stay part of canon, so don't do this storyline, don't do and that. And they did tell them that. some of that. They told them they couldn't use S.W.O.R.D., for example. But then they come out and said it's not canon anyway, so they could have used whatever the fuck they and wanted. And the Dark so, Holds okay. in it, you know, the book that uh, Agatha gives a, well, gets stolen from by Wanda, uh, but it looks completely different. I feel like it's easier to just say multiverse. Now let's never talk about it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's part of the multiverse, but the thing about half the multiverse sales is they take place in their own, you know, kind of like yeah. what if a lot of those, you know, the stories exist, but they don't actually connect except for the TV show. Yeah. Which is, which is great in one sense, but as as you and the listener knows, I don't like that. But hey, it's not about me, is it? So I don't care. I'm not <laughs> so, going to lose sleep about it. It's not about me. But I don't like that because I don't know now which stories to give a shit about and which characters to care about. Um, you get cheese. Yeah, anyway. Like I would just skip Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was fun for a while, but then it... Well, I didn't watch it anyway. I, I, I missed the first season for whatever reason. Then it carried on. And then it got to the point where, shit, there's been so many of them. I haven't jumped in. And then when I was thinking about it, I think I heard what you just talked about where it was then said that it wasn't canon. And because of the way I am, I'm like, well, if it's not fucking canon, I'm not going to watch it then because why would I? Even though I potentially have missed out on watching a great show, I just couldn't detract myself from the fact that it's not connected to the, to the universe that I've loved for 20 years. So, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I'm sure it can work. And I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, I almost said Courtney Cox is back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is reprising her scream. role as Daredevil <laughs> in a multiverse. Why couldn't she be fucking Daredevil? Let's just have Courtney Cox playing it. Um, but yeah, in the screen, I'm, I'm pleased Ghost Charlie will show up. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I'm pleased. I lo- I love his uh, version of it. I love him as an actor. I thought he was great. So I'm I'm happy he's going to be back. My prediction is we'll see him as a lawyer in No Way Home, which is the rumor. No Daredevil. Yes. And maybe we'll see Daredevil and Echo, because I still think Echo is going to be about uh, going after Fisk, which we can get to later. So he would be a perfect well, ally for your, her. I thought that was your seamless segue into our first uh, show topic. What's the, no, not yet. I got more Marvel news, yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, it, it still stays on point. If it's still in Marvel, we can still segue yeah, still into in Marvel. Hawkeye. Yeah. Destin Daniel Cretton, 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 I don't know, you know I'm bad with names. He directed Shang-Chi. He just called him a Cretton, so. 
His name might be Cretan. It might be Cretan. I don't know. <laughs> he inks, <laughs> he uh, this is from Deadline. He inks overall deal with Marvel Studios and Hulu's Onyx Collective, which I've never heard of, set for Disney Plus MCU series and Shang-Chi sequel. I think Onyx must be a production company within Hulu since they're making since uh, in the United States, at least um, some of the, the more mature shows that aren't MCU shows like Hitmonkey and MODOK. And if they, if they made an M-rated show like uh, The Punisher, those show up here on Hulu. And I think you guys have like Disney stars or something, or they yes. put all the adult content on Disney or something under a child. Yeah, that's block, right. But... Yeah, all the Fox stuff from that. From, so we got all the diehard stuff on, on that part of Disney. I gotcha. So it's, it would be there. I gotcha. Um, so he will be back to direct a sequel to Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, he will also develop TV projects for both Marvel Studios for Disney Plus and Onyx Collective across all platforms, including Hulu. Here would be Hulu. So it sounds like he'll probably be doing a Disney Plus series. I'm assuming it's related to the Shang-Chi world. Like maybe his sister's plot of running the Ten Rings is yeah. the show. I mean, it could be something completely different, but it seems like, you know, since he's involved in that world, we might keep him there. And then, um, yeah, it sounds like he might be do- doing just another non-canon show like Hitmonkey or MODOK at Hulu. Gotcha. Because I still don't think anything they make that's going to be mature rated is going to be MCU official. And yeah, Really? Not even deep. my Deadpool? Well, that's a whole different story. I think we are going to get that, but I think it'll be it'll be MCU, but I think it'll be under tw- uh, 20th century pictures still. Or like they'll, they'll just cover his mouth and he won't be able to speak. Well, I just think, like, I've always <laughs> dreamed, My one of my favorite comics is Spider-Man and Deadpool because Deadpool gets on Spider-Man's nerves and Deadpool's obsessed with Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And I feel like if you put him in a movie with PG-13 characters, you can have a line where he looks directly at the camera and he's like, I can't curse in this one, kiddies. I'm hanging out with Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. But I, th- yeah. I imagine Deadpool 3 or X-Force or whatever will be R-rated. I think they've semi-confirmed oh, so. that they'll give him R-rated projects. So Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I think it's, uh, it's one of those characters. There's enough Marvel characters going on that we can have an R-rated one, right? We yeah. don't need to make everything universal, uh, as the old the old cinema rating thing used to be. Um, I, I, and, and I think uh, one it, I, it proved when Deadpool was such a success that you can have an R-rated comic book character that can make fucking money. So there's no need to rock the boat and should we say soften him up and dumb him down or whatever term yeah. you want to face. No, I'm pleased about that. I do think the, I think the only way that it would be a challenge is if he does break the fourth wall in an MCU film, right? Then it's, then it, people it, just it look might, at him and be like, yeah, who are you talking at? But yes, because I was just going to say, the only way you could do that is, is that the rest of the characters are looking at and go, well, we know he's a little bit unhinged. He clearly thinks he's talking to someone else. Right. So you can uh, you can make it some sort of PTSD challenge that he has from his days as a Merc and all yeah. that, that kind of thing, because um, then you could write it in a way that he's still breaking the fourth wall, but only in his mind. It's not an yeah. actual, you know, you know, the Thor's he, not going to look at the camera as well and suddenly see it, no. et cetera, et cetera. She-Hulk yeah. is rumored to talk directly to the camera in her show because that is a characteristic from the comics. She'll talk to the reader. Even, she's not insane. She's just. It's part yeah, of characteristics. I, so I hear that, that show might have that. Yeah, I get the feeling that that's more like someone that's writing a journal or a diary, as you yeah. might call it. That they're they're kind of making a, a blog post as they live their lives, and looking at the screen saves this from her holding a 
her phone up to her mouth and talking into it into a phone to record her thoughts I get the feeling that that's the kind of when she looks at the camera that's her writing a diary logging something down creating a journal and I think that would work absolutely fine that wouldn't take me out of that at all um, I remember yes. uh, the first time I noticed the wink at the camera thing is that an Austin Powers 2 uh, exposition is a uh, giving uh austin power he's like you're gonna have a great time on this adventure and they like look <laughs> at the camera and they're like and the audience too <laughs> <laughs> does anyone no one ever notices him so far talking to the camera like they don't just acknowledge it do they colossus never acknowledges it cable never acknowledges it domino uh, i can't uh, th i think it's it reminds me of i watched the new uh honest trailer for venom 2 and they had a scene where he's talking with his ex-girlfriend from the first film and then it they cut to what the scene where Eddie's supposed to Venom's supposed to be talking to Eddie, but right. without his dialogue. And it's just like 30 seconds of him like sitting there like this. And then they cut to the girlfriend and she's like looking at him like, yeah, well, that's well, how it'd be in real life. Well, well, yeah. It's been like 50 seconds. Like, yeah. <laughs> you I think our last piece of Marvel news is it's rumored. Are you familiar with Modoc? The villain, uh, the big guy with a giant head in the chair with little arms. Yes, only I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of episodes of the current uh, the TV show, which I've loved uh, and I've really enjoyed. It's a lot of fun. Yes, I saw that it's the character, the the actor from the original Ant Man show, right? I Corey Stoll. Yeah. Name. How is that going to work? Because I don't even remember what happened to him in the first Ant Man. So you're going to have to remind me and the and the listener what what was his fate at the end of Ant Man. Ant Man had to go super small like he's not supposed to to get to his armor and then just like punches the shit out of his armor and but he doesn't he, die he doesn't kill um it uh, looked like he he could have got transfer, uh, transferred to the quantum realm the movie is called quantum mania and obviously we know yeah, King so is that, involved. well thank you because that was going to be my follow-up question so how does he become modok and that what you just asked kind of is that, or it looks like it could he could be been, multiverse end of sentence no i don't think it's going to be that i think if they're bringing back Corey <laughs> Stoll, it's because he's the past ant-man villain and you okay. know he kind of looked like he was getting ripped apart more than like like if your suit's damaged and you're brought into the quantum realm kind of like when the like at the end of star trek they know the bad guy ship won't just won't survive the black hole because it's too damaged so in the movie it looked like he wasn't surviving like one of his arms would like shrink off and then like you gotcha. know like almost like he yeah. was being ripped into like a tiny black hole but i'm yeah. either somewhat some people on the site were like what did like kang do this to him but yeah. i'm almost thinking it's a side effect of being in the quantum realm just like what was, if we that, saw that the zombie okay virus yeah that was and he doesn't have okay a suit like Van janet so maybe he I mean, also in the comics, one of Kang's main city that he's in charge of is in the quantum realm also. So it could yeah. be he ended up there, went through some transformations, got some tech from Kang. So he's not yeah. just a giant headed, worthless guy. But, yeah. And in the comics, he's also yeah. tied to AIM. He's in charge of AIM, which we saw in Spider-Man, no, Iron Man 3, which is what the Mandarin, you know, slash whatever the name of the character that, uh, God, I can't remember the actor. The villain is in charge of AIM in that. Idea. I know who you mean, yeah. 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 Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. He's like, I am the Mandarin. <laughs> he like blows fire. Yeah. That would be interesting. Again, a rumor. I'll, I would say all you need is Kang, but if you give him someone like Modoc, you don't have Kang being the shit out of them in every scene. You have a more, because <laughs> Kang is like a god in the comics. Yeah. Like you would think he'd destroy Ant Man, but yeah. I'm going to skip this one, the controversial one, just because I don't want to talk about it. Finally, we got. Oh, now we can segue into the TV show, even though it's not Marvel. Go ahead. 
Cowboy Bebop is already canceled. Fuck. It had good, a decent opening weekend, but like a huge crash the second weekend. People just didn't pick it back up. So they've already canceled it. Less than a less than being on a month. Um, and yeah, just because people didn't like it, it was divisive. Uh, 46% positive critics and 56% positive audience, you know, being split over it not being as the same, which sucks for me because I loved it as a show without knowing anything about the original. And I don't have any intention yeah. to try the anime. I tried the anime. It's I like these actors playing these characters. Like, yeah, you and I, you and I are definitely aligned on this, and it's a shame um, uh, either Jonesy or Jam or both of them obviously aren't here. But it would be a shame that because they're such huge fans of the original anime series, uh, and we know that then they they're kind of we know that Jones is okay with the fact that it was a show, but he's not pissed off that it's not coming back, etc. Yeah, and I, like, I would eh. love to talk to yeah, whatever. But I would love to talk. So I wonder how much the 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 diehard fans of the original anime show had to do with the fact that it was not received because there's two things here right i feel there's one of it's an unknown property it's an unknown entity if you're not someone like us that knows someone that likes anime then you wouldn't know that it was an anime if you just found it on netflix and it looked a bit fucking odd and it looked a bit weird why would i bother with it and then it disappeared or so that okay well that that's a missed opportunity because i think a lot of people might have enjoyed it or there were people that like oh i've seen this thing on here and it says it's based on an anime and then an anime fan says yeah don't watch that the original so much fucking better and they go oh okay i won't watch it then but then they've missed out on that and i wonder how much of that was a was an influence meaning one the marketing for it about maybe just advertise it as a show that is a standalone show and not based on an anime, which may have put people off. And the second one was, I wonder how much diehard anime fans and their possible, as you just said, 50-50 split, possibly negative about it, had an impact on the middle of the road people making the decision to watch it. Because yeah. let's face it, there's a lot of stuff to watch, right? You have to choose something. Um, but I get, or it might just be me. The third option, I guess, is that me, because I really love the show and I might just be being negative because someone's ruined, taken away a toy that I like. <laughs> well, it wasn't, so, yeah, at least Jammer and Jonesy watched all of it. So like we're, and I've watched true. it, tw- I, I'm my second viewing with my roommate who loves it. So it's not like we were, they were responsible for canceling it. They gave it numbers, yeah. but it's, yeah. I'm, I was very disappointed to read that because I very much enjoy those characters. I Did your roommate see. like it? Is he an anime fan? He's I loving it so far. No, he's never seen the anime. He is an anime fan, um, but he loves it so far. Last night we watched the cop episode, even though he doesn't like yeah. film noir and he's still enjoying oh, the, the film hell noir out of one. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've certainly been recommending it to people and saying, hey, don't worry about what it looks like from a trailer but you, or you should watch this. It's a lot of fun because yeah. I know that they like that quirky kind of fun stuff and, and I think they enjoy it. Um, so it's still on Netflix though, right? I know you said Oh yeah, canceled. they don't take down the old stuff. So it'll Yeah, they'll be there. be there for a while. So you never know, Forever. Nick. There may Probably. be one of those... Hey, look, at the end of the day, Shawshank Redemption wasn't very successful when it was released. Wasn't very well-liked. It was an average renewed film, but it got such a cult following that it is now obviously in everyone's most people's top 10 top 20 films of all time kind of thing so maybe cowboy bebop will either be picked up by another channel because it picks up a cult following amongst non-anime fans mm-hmm. or netflix might change their mind i can't I like see that. that happening but you never know if it Let's gets enough fans good word. maybe we'll Let's see a revival 
or a sec, you yeah. know, revivals are super popular now. Maybe in five years, they'll finally be like, ah, more people like it. We'll do season two and just pretend five years. We'll do years season two, pass. yeah. And we'll yeah. just change that character that Jonesy doesn't like at the end or whatever. Yeah. Name was. So I think Jonesy was like, I, we were on Slack talking about it, obviously, folks. And Jonesy was like, well, at least I don't to see this character. Yeah, at least, or this iteration of the character. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sad about that, Nick. I, I, I hope if whoever's listening, I hope you have given Cowboy Bebop, the live action version, a chance on Netflix. Uh, and uh, if you are an anime fan, you've still got your original, but let us have the one that we like. And would Stop you agree kissing. it has a, enough of an ending that's still worth watching, even though there are slight yes, cliffhangers? Absolutely. Especially with yeah, the finale. I, mean, you and I, I liked it, yeah. which is why we want things to carry on. But yeah, it, it could definitely end. So we definitely still watch. recommend it, even if yeah, yeah, there's sure. not going to be a season two. It works as a season. It's fun. It's flashy. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, Star Wars sure. news. And then on to the reviews. Yeah, I mean, the, the Star Wars stuff for me is is always the more exciting bits and pieces if it's based around the TV shows and the films. The the computer game stuff is uh, is always a non-starter for me because I've tried to step away from I gaming to, uh, right into it. So the, the only game that I've bought, and I bought it for my nephew's PlayStation, so I don't even have my own uh, console anymore, was, in fact, Star Wars Squadrons. And that was, what, two years ago, dude, right? Yeah. I thought that, that was too, the only game I purchased. Yeah, and I couldn't and see so the little TIE fighters. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only game I bought was a Star Wars game. Um, and it was the squadron. So if we if we're thinking about talking about Rogue Squadron with the potential rumor that it's not been dropped and it's still a go with Patty Jenkins still involved, then that fantastic. is next. Um, and that would actually be great for me. Um, but if it's the new um, Lucas film or sorry lucas games film etc etc lucas games computer game uh then i can't comment on any of those i know i I played battlefront number one and enjoyed it for a couple of hours but never completed it or anything so you're gonna have to give the the lead on that i will if it's the movies or the shows i'm i'm in i have a little lead up to it two of these stories are related this one is great news for me um even though we doubt patty jenkins a little bit after her last film um, she stepped down from Cleopatra as director. Um, Gal Gadot will still be in it, still being produced by her, but it's said that she's stepping down to work on Wonder Woman 3 and Rogue Squadron. She needs more time okay. to work on Star Wars and uh, Wonder Woman 3. So yeah, it sounds like her leaving Cleopatra as, you know, we, what was it? Recent rumors with that it was indefinite hold. But this is a good sign that hopefully we'll still be getting a Rogue Squadron movie, which is what a lot of us want. Yep. And you still yeah, look for forward sure. to I the mean, film, right? Yeah, well, I still look forward to the film. Obviously, with the the rather lackluster feelings I had towards Wonder Woman 84, it, it's not that I've said oh, suddenly she can't make this no, film. No, everyone, yeah. Um, but uh, it was certainly was a little bit more like, well, hopefully she'll have someone helping her and guiding her a little bit. And, and I think with a Star Wars project, you, you will even have people like Dave Filoni um, popping in and out of the office every now and then to make sure that she, not, not to make sure she does things right, but to keep her on track as far as the characters, the lore, the universe and stuff. And I think she'd have a helping hand. It would still be her project, absolutely 100%, but she'd have a big team around her, a, a, 
are very much a um, confident and well-oiled machine around her compared to the potential DC one she had when making Wonder Woman. Because as we know, Zack Snyder was kind of involved, not involved. He had left the project. Mm -hmm. DC wasn't happy with his take on um, Batman versus Superman, et cetera, et cetera. So it felt like DC wasn't quite the well-oiled machine that perhaps Star Wars stroke Disney stroke Lucasfilm could Which well be. Obviously so a lot of fans would say that huh? they've had a, a lot of fans will say they've had a very rocky start I, except for the tv I, shows i, I get TV that <laughs> i get that but yeah the tv shows and the money the films have made you know it, 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 there's been some hit and misses i think we'll all agree with that we don't need to go over that again but i think generally speaking it's been it's been a success if you just look at the bottom line it's, it's been a fucking success right so and the tv shows have shown that the ship has steadied a little bit um after you know rise of skywalker and potentially last jedi's kind of uh, splitting of the world a little bit even though it was a, it was a good film um yeah I, I i feel confident that that star wars is in good hands at the moment even though someone will probably kill me for saying that but uh i feel it's okay and i, I, I do like it, i think i hope lessons have been learned after rise of skywalker is my point yeah so and i do like that they also seem to be focusing without calling them a star wars story like all the movies we've heard rumored Taika Waititi's, Kevin Feige's, and uh, which may be the same one, but they've never said that. Um, and uh, Rogue Squadron just being in single films without us having to jump into another goddamn trilogy. I'm yep. I'm pleased with that. Like again, yeah, even yeah, like it, I don't think it needs to be a, even it can only be a two part film. I just don't think we need a tri- like they can make Rogue Squadron two and even plan to make two back to back. It's just. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's my phone. Yep. Um, it's all right. And they, like don't need to, they don't need to connect it to the saga. Obviously, it's in the same universe, so there'll be characters we love or or, or not, not necessarily characters we love, but um, species that we know and recognise. You can see some Stormtrooper helmets around, yeah. and I don't have a problem with that at all. But you're right, let's keep them just independent little films set in the universe. There's no need to mention certain characters, etc. But, you know, Rogue Squadron could well still have reference to to Skywalker because he was red leader. He was, yeah. he, he was the one of the founders of Rogue Squadron in the first place. So it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem that they mentioned his name, but they don't have to go searching for his fucking missing arm or any of that shit. <laughs> they don't have to try and, they don't have to try and link it. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. I love the fact, I do hope that obviously that, um, yeah, let's hope that they get the same person that's responsible for the dog fights in Top Gun Maverick that's looking after the uh, the dog fighting in Rogue Squadron, and I think we'll be happy, right? Yeah, that and Rogue Squadron awesome. promises a lot of space battles, which I think Star Wars really doesn't have that many, even if we go across all the films, and they haven't like yeah, done a yeah. great one in a while, so... Well, we have to look back to um, Rogue One for the um, the Battle Above the Planet as being one of the most loved ones at the moment, and that is fantastic. But as a fan of Return of the Jedi, that particular uh, battle was great. Uh, the decision to get in favorite. close to the uh, to the starships so that they can't use their heavy weapons, it, it was good. And you can imagine that that was, uh, you know, had they had more budget, et cetera, et cetera, that could have been an extended. But they have done it. It has been good but I certainly would like a little bit more for sure. Anyway, yes, two Star Wars news stories play into each other because they're both rumored to take place during the High Republic, which originally they announced as a multimedia project that was just going to be books and comics, but we knew movies and TV shows were coming set in that world or video games. So, excuse me, they they cast the lead for Alkalite. I think it's how it's pronounced. It's the... Alkalite. Not Alkalite. You, you obviously need a drink if you've gone Alkalite. 
You're looking for a, a low alcohol beverage, acolyte. Acolyte. <laughs> Al- acolyte uh, yeah. adds, it's found its lead in a Mandla Steinberg, Stenberg. It's, unless they mistyped it, it is Amanda with an L. So I think I'm pronouncing it close enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so that's all we really know. She's been cast in that show. That show is said to take place during the High Republic, which isn't far enough back for Kyle because Yoda is still a main character because, of course, Yoda's 900 years old. And this is probably right. a couple hundred before. Gotcha. Then again, the reason this ties into that is that the new video game they announced is High Republic. Star Wars Eclipse also takes place okay. during that time period. So they're definitely building out. Like we have KOTOR, we have modern day Star Wars. They're building out some thing in like the hun- thousands of years, I think, maybe are between KOTOR. This is a hundred few years ago. Um, yeah, which- I, don't, I did watch the I did watch the trailer for Eclipse. Um, I, I'm not a fan of trailers. I think Cam on the website mentioned, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cinematic trailer. It doesn't yeah. show you anything about what the gameplay is like or what the story is. It just looks like an extended trailer for either a movie, a, a cartoon movie, should we say? cgi movie or a live action movie i mean the special effects look great it's nice to see lightsabers and blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah but it tells me nothing about the game just possibly some of the characters that you'd see yeah like we think Um, we see yoda in the trailer we do Um, a little snapshot he's in the uh, he's in the jedi temple or yeah certainly in the council room i should say and then um it was interesting those were trade federation ships at the end right all the fighters look different but they were the the same trade federation yeah over there (laughs) The same ships, which is kind of weird. Uh, maybe it's not as far back as we thought if they're using episode one ships. And this is supposed to be hundreds. Or of, the ships were such years. a good design, they kept them for years. Or just, you know, people are cheap and we haven't made all the technological advancements because we're used to stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Like I always imagine it's, it's interesting. Go on. someone from the 60s would like wake up today and be like, oh, phones, those are cool. And like, oh, cool. Like that's TVs, those are cool. <laughs> Computers are cool. Then it's like... Where are the flying cars? Like, you guys don't have a space station on the moon? Like, do we go backwards <laughs> in science? Like, we were supposed to be on the moon and Mars. And what were you guys doing for the last, God, 50 years? Well, we got smartphones so we could become less smart and just watch fucking TikTok all day. That's what went wrong. Exactly. And Disney Plus. We got smartphones so we could to- post 10 second videos of a cat throwing up or some shit. And we got streaming channels so we could replace cable with just as expensive as packages for all the streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And with that, we have our Right, how does that how does that segue into Hawkeye, Nick? Because you said you had a good segue. Disney Plus I didn't say I had a good segue for Hawkeye. I had the, I like I had, <laughs> well, the, I, had the, I like the Star Wars segue being able to talk about the High Republic. It's the only reason I brought oh, the I game see. along story. with the other story. I thought, I thought you meant that was a good segue into oh, no. um into into Hawkeye or the three. Only shows the fact that, that the second to last story was about Disney Plus. So the <laughs> <laughs> show will be binging, not binging, but watching next year who knows i feel like star wars is really kind of fucked up just the amount of shows they're putting out live action has kind of felt like they're slow compared to marvel but we'll see um but yeah hawkeye we've watched the first four episodes at this point two episodes left what have you thought now we're in spoiler territory we're gonna do hawkeye then hellbound and then 8-bit christmas so, yeah, let's let's just warn the listeners straight away that, because obviously we don't we don't want to keep them here for too long. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk spoilers from the very get go, shall we? So we're yeah. about to talk about those three things that Nick just mentioned, and we will touch on spoilers. So, what are we going to start with, Hawkeye? Yeah, what do you think of Hawkeye so far? I'm really enjoying it. I did. Um, 
yes i am really enjoying it i'm i'm loving it's kind of it's kind of not i don't want to say laid back kind of style but it's very much a um I'm trying to find the words here now, but it's very much a slow but enjoyable journey. It doesn't seem too stressy. Even the bad guys at the moment, the tracksuit mob, they're comical. Everything feels nice well. and, and comfortable right now. And I'm kind of enjoying that little slow down in pace a little bit. Of course, there is high stakes and people are dying, but the show itself feels very, very warm and cuddly, uh, even though there's some subject matters that are quite stressful. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Clint's uh, slight PTSD and, and and hearing loss due to all the shit he's been through and all this stuff has been great. But the latest episode, if we're gonna go jump straight into number four, there were some bits in it where I was a bit frustrated with Kate, uh, um, where that that kind of that smart wise ass wise cracking ignore what you tell me to do, Clint. And even yeah. though I should have learned by now that it's gonna get me in fucking trouble. That is a little bit frustrating, but saying that, their interaction in this this episode, they're getting to know each other, they're bonding over the Christmas day or the Christmas-themed yeah. thing. I, I Ugly sweaters, really, really Christmas good. movies. <laughs> exactly. And it, and, it, and it really did a really good job to build out the character of Clint as well, which you and the rest of the, us were talking about, the actual character of Hawkeye. But we got, I felt we got a little bit to know him a little bit more now. We got to know his motivations and his feelings and his and his troubles and the burdens he's carrying and the guilt he's carrying from being Ronan and all that stuff. And all of that was just in that one episode and not even the whole of the episode. It was, what, five-minute, like, scenes, yeah. of, uh, scenes in total. So I'm enjoying what they've done with that so far. And there's been a little bit of that all the way through the show. So at the moment, and you can touch on individual bits of the show up to that point, I'm really enjoying it. I'm loving the fact that it's four episodes of six because it's almost done. And I'm yeah. super happy about that. Not because I want it to be over, just that I don't think they needed to drag it out. It's it's a nice chunk of episodes, I think. It's good. What do you think? Oh, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I didn't like the fourth episode as much as most people, but... Oh, the LARPer it was thing. That bit, it was that bit of the fourth episode I enjoyed the most. I think that was the standout bit. The rest of it is kind of forgetful. The action um, scene that, was interesting, like almost like a 2v1v1, like everyone's attacking each other. Of course, Elaine is yeah. back, super stoked. We'll probably see a lot of her, her. like coming up. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, she's unmasked. She was obviously the person with the mask we saw in the trailer for this week's episode. Yeah. It actually is pretty close to an outfit she, she wears in the comics. So it wasn't that big of a shock. And I think at, at the end of Black Widow, I think we kind of thought that that was going to be the case, right? As soon as yeah. we saw Black Widow and we saw the end of it, I think we all realized that, well, clearly she's going to pop up in Hawkeye at some point. Especially since Hawkeye was Hawkeye trailer. Yeah, yeah, already was announced and stuff. Like, was already filming. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Hawkeye villain. Yeah. But there are lots of possible Hawkeye villains. I find in the, I think the mom, not the fiance, is you know the villain in that situation. Yeah, I, think I get the fiance is just an idiot. Fiance is a throwaway villain. He's like he's the one that could possibly die at the end of the series, and not no one really gives a shit. But the mom, there's definitely so she's too much of a good actress. Vera uh, Firmiga, Firmiga, however you pronounce Firminga? her name. I don't know. Uh, yeah um she's too much of a good actress to be playing this mum character that seems to be so fucking has no connection with her daughter whatsoever no emotional connection she's definitely too good an actress to be not be playing that very well on purpose 
and so she's definitely up to something. She's definitely higher up in the echelons of bad guy territory than uh, than her husband is or ex-husband is. She knows he's a dick. She knows he's a dick in charge of this dodgy company. And she doesn't care because she's she's more of a dick. She's definitely dodgy. Dodgy's I'm even wondering. So his company, Sloan's or whatever, they find out is uh, laundering money for tracksuit mafia. But I don't even think he even knows. Either he's in over his head or he even doesn't even know that she's using his company for that. I really, he just seems like a dummy, unless that's also a, like, going to be a reveal later. Like when he's misquoting all the, all the expressions. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't think you can have two miss, miss uh, double reveals. I think that would, one of them would undermine the other, whichever one they did first. So I I think first instinct. I think she will kill him. With one of his yeah, swords. I think she my and she'll do it without giving a shit as well. Yeah. She'll do it in such a ruthless way. It'll be like a black widow spider killing her prey, her husband, after she's had sex with him. <sighs> yes, I've spent all these years with you, and yes, I've agreed to marry you. It was all because I wanted this, and now I've got this. You can fuck off. And she, I've got a feeling that she would kill him with the sword and then just wipe yeah, it on her dress. Stab him in the back. It. That's <laughs> his it, yeah. favorite sword. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Uncle, you believe Uncle is uh, Fisk? Well, that seems to be the rumor on the site, right? I must admit, I didn't think that as soon as I saw the episode. But then when I jumped onto our, our, our Slack channel chats and, and over on Discord as well, and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that that's good. I like that. That makes sense. And if it's um, uh, if it's the same actor that Vincent... Um, Nafrio. Uh, yeah, if it's the same actor as well, as we just spoke about having the same actors reprise the roles, but not necessarily from the Netflix universe, so to speak. I'll be more than happy with that. I didn't think of that. Is that something you guys have been talking about it, but that is something that is in the comics, right? With Echo's character, etc. Yes. In the comics. Um, and also we learned that one of their employees is the guy who speaks ASL and is best friends with Echo. It was also a client of her mom's security company. So, okay. and I even wonder if she was, I don't think she was talking to Kingpin in that episode. Cause I don't know if you could talk to Kingpin the way she was without getting your head squashed. But uh, yeah. he could be behind it all. Uh, in the comics, he is behind the tracksuit mafia. Um, they're just one of the many, you know, gang. It's not like that's his gang. It's just one of the many. Yeah, yeah. Well, that the city. would make sense from from what little I know of his character, based on what we saw in the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. He's got his fingers in many, many criminal um, activities in New York, and it would make sense that this little gang was one of the many gangs. Yeah. along with the many gangs we saw in the Daredevil show, right? He quite often was up against gangs of yeah. some description. And as we know, in the in the Defenders episode, it was a, a conglomerate of gangs that got together. So, yeah, that makes total sense. And I, I quite enjoyed that. I like that idea of that. I think that's great. And the other connection is Echo. Um, we meet Uncle, of course, at the dojo. And that's when you first see her dad wearing a tracksuit. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then uh, he gets killed by Ronan. But in the comics... Kingpin kills her father. I'm sure there's some kind of dispute, like where he wants more power or something. Right. And he co- he covers it up with like someone else did it. And then he, and this is much earlier in her life in the comic. She like still is like young. And he raises her and she calls him father, not uncle. And then right. So her show, I think her, I think it's what's gonna happen. She's gonna learn by the end of this that Kingpin either well, at first I was gonna say maybe it wasn't Ronan there, maybe a different guy, but Ronan uh Hawkeye says he got all sorts of kind of, you know, directions slash people wanting him to take out different organizations. 
So I'm wondering yeah. if the Kingpin did a similar thing to the comic where he's like, oh, someone's too big headed in this facility. I'll make sure they're all there. Be like, hey, Ronan, like anonymously, yeah. there's a tracksuit mafia is hanging out with Fat Man Otto, which is also kind of a clue to so he was, Mysterio so, way. Yeah, I hope. So you're saying Kingpin may have been um, uh, puppeteering, pup, 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 but the puppet master with Ronan to guide him towards potential yeah. targets. But because Ronan was so hell bent on doing what he was doing, he didn't really think about the motivations of the person. Or didn't even know who gave him the tip yeah yeah he didn't care he or i guess i get the feeling that all he cared about was are they bad guys yeah. yes then i'll kill them rather than thinking well they are bad guys but why have i been sent there exactly to, what are the most he didn't care now he would care he would still take out the bad guys because like you said in episode four he was a weapon he was a weapon that was yeah. guided by he said himself i was guided by good people with good intentions but ultimately i was a weapon and i was pointed at targets and it sounds like he was still being pointed at targets by what you think might be the kingpin, but he didn't give a shit. He just was still being a weapon, still being done what he was told. I'm okay I, with my, that. I'm okay my, with that. So my theory then is that Echo, the series, will be about her going after kingpin, and he'll be a much bigger character than that. So you're saying that by the end of this, by the end of this, she'll learn that Hawkeye, so Echo, Echo and Hawkeye won't be friends, but they'll reach some sort of impasse of mutual respect or something of let's stop fighting because you've got you've got someone else that you really need to go after, and I'm going back to my wife and family kind of thing. I just feel like I don't know what else her show would really be about so far, but yeah, that's where I think we're headed. Yeah, but I like Hawkeye. I recommend it like all the Marvel shows. It's kind of hard for me to rank them. Each one, I, I love each one so much that I sort of forget the Did last one, but not really. Did I see you say really. that you think this is your favorite so far? Mm, maybe. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to compare this to WandaVision and Loki. It's easier to compare this to Falcon and the Winter Soldier because Loki well, and me, WandaVision WandaVision's are so bottom. out there. WandaVision is uh, still down on the bottom of the, of the pile. Um, I don't think I'm enjoying this one as much as most of Loki, but I definitely, um, yeah, it's it, like you, it's, it's, a tr- it's a tricky one for me to rank it, but it's easier for me to put WandaVision at the bottom. I'm, I'm never going to watch that one again. I don't need to watch that again. Um, but this uh, Winter Soldier, this one, yeah, tough. Um, but I really am enjoying it. I'm loving seeing the uh, Clint's character have some, depth and growth i think he's definitely earned it from the movies and i'm glad to see he's got this show and i think they're doing it justice i don't think it's just a throwaway show six episodes he was in his contract blah blah none of that shit i think it has value it has purpose it has it has worth moving forwards for the mcu and i I like the character so far like i said though my only slight negative is kate is and i know they've only known they've only known each other what nick three days in this show so far right is it three yeah. days total yeah, yeah. Like so that. i know yeah. i'm not expecting her to completely change her personality in three days but i do find her little wisecracking thing a little bit have you learned nothing yet in these three days yeah when clint's yeah. telling you to not do something he kind of knows what he's fucking doing so stop being a teenage brat and listen to him Yes, it works for you sometimes and you can sweet talk your way in somewhere and get away with stuff. But at some point, this could lead you to getting killed because you don't know what you're doing. And that was a bit frustrating, but it did make for a fun show and it did make for that. Um, Yeah. The only bit I didn't get right, Nick. So the fucking bag with the arrows in it. 
that was such a pointless interaction yeah. between him and that police officer. Did you you didn't bring a bag? No, I didn't bring a bag. You've got one on your fucking back. He had a backpack on his back. I don't understand why that bag conversation Maybe the is, my girlfriend made it for me. So fucking what? You take them out of that bag and you put them in the bag that's on your back. Because it's not like five minutes later, that whole bag became a problem. The bag didn't blow up. They didn't burn the bag. They didn't. Ru- that was such a weird interaction. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Bag. I agree. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> such a bizarre thing. Was it just so that we could, OK, so we've learned that this police officer is gay. So what? I Maybe. don't care one way or the other. That wasn't, It's not important to me. But that was just odd, don't you think? Especially because he had a backpack on. He fucking yeah. had a bag. I don't the bag it. was longer for arrows, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But it, yeah, I think those arrows would have fit in his bag. <laughs> or did did he not have his quill? The, yeah, I didn't the, see the, that. They, That's all you need. But they're carrying their bows around. They must have. I don't know that whole thing. A listener, if you haven't watched episode four yet, look out for the 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 scene where the police officer gets the arrows and hands the arrows to Clint in a bag. <laughs> And see if, see if I missed something about the importance of that that whole fucking thing. <laughs> but that was it. All right, let's do Hellbound. You, you and Jonesy got me to watch Hellbound. And it's Are excellent. you pleased we did? Oh yeah. Um, for those it's not fucking in the, mad. For those not in the know, it's a show where you're t- an angel in quotes. That face is not an angel's face. Um, but I know they spin it into a religion. Uh, tells you when you're gonna die at the right time, and then these three big almost venom sized looking venom meets the hulk like made of smokish looking creatures beat the shit out of you and then burn you until you go to hell but they always beat you up first never like yeah straight uh, to yeah. melting someone's like let's throw them across the room yeah they but, certainly punish you before they send you to hell and then so it becomes a big religion and then at the midway through the series since we're spoiling everything um uh the guy behind it reveals because the whole idea is stop sinning. God will come and send these people to t- drag you to hell. Um, so everyone's super paranoid and it's bringing shame to people's families. So they're like disappear. Help. There was an organization that helps them disappear in a different way. No, actually that's later. But um, at the end of the, it's kind of done in two halves. As, as If you heard the beginning of the other episode where they were convincing me to watch it, is there's like a five-year jump or something between yeah, episode three so, yeah. And episode four. I think it was four or five, yeah. And they, we mostly, almost entirely switch main characters, except for one. Um, yeah. But the cop learns at the end of the third episode that the guy who's made up this religion was told when he was a kid that he had 20 years and he was going to die at 1030. And he's yeah. like, but I didn't sin. But you can't tell anyone that because I kind of set up your daughters and the world will collapse you know if they know it's not related to religion everyone will just freak well, out so he thought right yeah yeah so it, it's that that whole setup and premise to what's going on is is actually really really clever so yeah so it, it's it's a sh- it's a show right from from korea it's another an, another big breakout show along with squid game um and from what i can hear it's it's had a bigger um uh, impact than Squid Game did as far as amount of viewers and et cetera, et cetera. But I think that was because of Squid Game. I think that has opened our, 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 our eyes and our hearts and our minds to accept shows that have subtitles or dubbing. And I think Squid yeah. Game opened that door a little bit. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily better than Squid Game in its concept or its, or its execution, but I think it's, it's seen as to be bigger because Squid Game, uh, Squid Game opened that door. 
Um, it's an interesting concept. I, I love the fact because basically it's a supernatural event, isn't it, Nick? This, yeah. This face different kind of horror and tells you exactly when you're going to die. It could be 20 seconds from now or it could be 20 years from now. And then, like Nick says, when when that time comes, these three three big fucking things come out of nowhere, beat the shit out of you, melt you, and then you that at that point we assume that you've then gone to hell, right? Because mm-hmm. when this face appears and tells you, they say, in six days, you're going to die and you're going to hell. And then it disappears. And what that happened was that that main character that was like the, 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 the leader of the clan, the cult, he had actually been, had this premonition, right? He had had this call. But he had been given what, Nick, 20 years? 20 years. He said you're going to die in 20 years. So he had spent 20 years trying to redeem himself, basically, by doing good deeds. And he figured out that it made no fucking difference. And so he, he came up with a story, didn't he? He invented the story that this was God and that God was punishing people that had sinned. And then this whole religion grew around it because they all believed what he was saying was true. After they and like you say, when that, yeah, we basically, it's bullshit. It, ultimately, what was great about it was it was bullshit, is that the, no one knows who this face is, who these creatures are, or why they're doing it. It is just a supernatural event mm-hmm. that no one can explain. But it was interesting to me how relevant that is to today's society, about how we are led by organized religions into believing shit and then as the show progresses how people can then not just believe in shit but do really horrible nasty fucking things to each other because of what was said because there's those people that are committing sins right they're beating innocent people up yeah which would be a sin right and yet they're doing it yeah they're doing it hoping to avoid being punished by god for being sinners and that's exactly what happens right now You've got uh, multiple various religions around the world, because there are hundreds and thousands, um, doing shit that seems to be against everything that you and I would feel was good, yet they're doing it in the name of good. And yet, it, in its sense, for want of a better word, is evil. And it's such a great show from that perspective about religion, uh, belief, being driven to do something, collective energy where people lead, follow people, and they don't even know why. They just believe because someone told them to. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And, and yet, then brutal as fuck. Oh my God, when people die, do they go all out? It is bloody, it is violent, it is nasty. They even had like a Jaws type scene where it almost entirely took place underwater and was very much inspired by Jaws and kind of getting yanked around. Yes. Oh, now I know the, the scene you were talking about because you mentioned that. Yeah, when he was in that that fishing lake, the the, yeah. the lake right, and yeah, we barely see yeah, the monsters absolutely. now, and we just like see the waves and like yeah, coming towards him, and then like you say, the body came out of the water and then was swished around from yeah. side to side. Yeah, yeah. I immediately um, thought jazz. Yeah. And then it's a great, it's a great show. Sorry, carry on, Nick. Oh, it's the last thing I was gonna say is that the second half of the season, you find out a baby's been damned to hell, which would prove. Yeah which would go against their religion, especially if the religion doesn't believe in original sin, because then what's the fucking yeah. point of being a good person? Yeah. Like within their if religion, at least. Within, anyway. yeah. yeah, with their scare tactics. And so that kind of, at that point, they're, they've they been covering up people who are not obvious sinners for a while, you yeah. learn, because, so you know, like, like so they're corrupt and they're 
trying but again, to again that, that it's also for control not just control but, there's a there's a certain church that is based around a certain area of europe that looks like a giant boot that has been covering up sins for many many years from the people that work for it and with mm -hmm. it even though those sins you would think would definitely put them in a version of hell right a fascinating study very very clever and, and that scene what did you feel about that that final scene with the baby oh it was amazing like that's why i didn't go for it those yeah. those three giant fuckers were going to grab that baby and probably beat it beat, beat the shit out of it before they burned it right you could tell they yeah. they didn't give a fuck that's why i put off watching episode six after binging the first five as i was like oh, i know what's gonna happen or like certain things have to happen it's all about the decision of the parents at this point yeah and and i'm like oh no this reminds me of snowpiercer by a korean director uh where uh chris evans gives a speech about how, what a baby tastes like and having to eat a baby and i'm like i'm already oh. getting flashes of that but it's actually a touching ending i won't we don't need to say exactly what it is it's a touching ending and it it is, turned it, things it, on its head. Isn't that just a weird thing about the show that it's not a happy show at any point, is it? Even when, even when, should we say a good guy is 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 winning for a change? Like when the when the lawyer is found to be alive and she's actually done a bit of training and she yeah. can fight back. Even when she's fighting back, you don't feel that she's ever actually get escaping danger. She's mm -hmm. just escaping danger for now. She's just avoiding it. It's going to come again, you know. So. There's never any, the bad guy. the bad guys don't seem to lose at any point at anything. They have minor setbacks, but that's it. It's not a happy show. And yet, like you said, that the final scene with the, the baby and the parents of the baby and how that all plays out is miserable as fuck. And yet that miserable as fuck scene has a very smidgen of a bright light in it, doesn't it? It has yeah. a very bit of a, 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 a very small piece of hope in what is a grim show but i don't want people to be put off watching it because it is grim because it is, it is captivating it is powerful it is thought-provoking it is special effects are great the production value is really good it looks really good it's just it's quite a, it's just a hard going series isn't it emotionally yeah i think if you can handle squid game though it's just this is supernatural horror not that type yes. of horror yeah that's true that's so true. i recommend yeah. it i can't yeah, wait for I season two it. they set up a big twist at the end of season one besides yeah. the baby so really weird twist yeah. to see yeah let's yeah people. let's not spoil that there is a twist yeah. um well i don't even know if it's a twist is it there's a great continuation of of a story that we know nothing about yeah. these the supernatural event right there's a lot we, more to learn we, yeah we can't assume anything i i was hoping so you know when the face suddenly appears and tells you yeah. I, I i want i in my mind i want one of those people it 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 appears in front of you or I, and we go, whoa, 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 whoa. Who the fuck are you to tell me when I'm going to die? Get the fuck out of it. Because you could have, you could like some sort of comedy show. Well, well, I'm, I'm, who are you? What is your name? Why, who, why are you talking to me like this? Leave me alone. Fuck off. Because he doesn't seem to, that face doesn't seem to have any kind of power. So I want someone to turn around to it and go, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. Who are you? That Koreans kind of all thing. seem so nice, but maybe like an American or a drunk Irishman or something. I can picture exactly. someone like that having arguments like, get out of my house. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. could, you, could you repeat that for me? I, I didn't know what, when? <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh, what? <laughs> at the pub. I'll be fine to see you at the pub. Uh, but yes, I, I recommend the show. I know we've made it sound like it's dark and miserable, but it's definitely worth a watch because um, it, it really does uh, it really does get you thinking and it's another wonderful look at society as it is today now on to our sweet sweet dessert 8-bit christmas yeah. 
What did you think? Okay, it's Neil Patrick Harris narrates the story of him trying to get a Nintendo, no matter what, for Christmas. Um, and all the wacky adventures that happen as a kid, you know, all the 80s stereotypes of kids without being like Stranger yeah. Things or something. Um, how did you like it? Um, I, feel, I feel it's like that time when you had that one Christmas present. I don't know how you celebrate your Christmas, whether you do your presents first thing in the morning or you do them after yep. lunch or whatever. But there's that present under the tree that's been sitting there for, you know, maybe a week or two that you've really, really wanted. And it's the same shape as a toy that you really, really want that comes in that box. And you and you get that toy and you finally get to open it and you open up and it's actually a nice present, but it's not the one you wanted. So you have that little bit of a not complete fucking disappointment and you throw it out the window and have a tantrum, but you show, your shoulders do slump and you go, oh, that's nice, but it's not exactly what I wanted. That is how I feel about this film. The best bits were when Neil Patrick Harris was in it because I love him and I love his interactions with his daughter. And, and no, no spoilers just yet. And the ending was was pretty wholesome. It was pretty Christmassy. It was pretty good. It was pretty nice. But the film itself wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be, wasn't mm -hmm. what I felt it could have been. I think they could have made it a little bit more entertaining. It felt like Jingle All The Way. So I would say this is Jingle Half The Way. <laughs> That would be my Twitter review. It's if it's jingle half the way. Yeah, it's definitely not like a Christmas classic I'll ever watch again. I know that's what they're kind of going for. It's like this. I mean, it was only on HBO Max. I don't think it was it was made for HBO Max according to the opening credits. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just I don't know. It didn't have. It was fine. The kid stuff got old eventually. With all the different ways that I was like, really? They didn't get to Nintendo then? Like. <laughs> How much longer? It is was this almost movie like how I met your mother, half. right? It was yeah. dragging it on for so long. Uh, oh, it's this. Oh no, it wasn't this. Oh, it's this. It's enough already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a really sweet ending. It like, did, right? Too. Yeah, I I shed a tear to it. Yeah, it was... it's a, it's a great Christmas ending. It's it's a wonderful. There's a wonderful moral to the story, everybody. There's a wonderful, um, you know. Um, uh, wrapping up of the of the film it, it really does send a great message about what christmas is actually about not things but experiences uh and memories of things and i thought they did that really well i think that the ending was 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 great um i just feel that the you know the it's almost like that going back to that present analogy again the wrapping was fantastic you know the the lead up to it but it just wasn't what you wanted but the uh it was a it's a Christmas show that I would recommend if there's nothing else on and you've watched all those other classic Christmas films that you watch at this time of year. I'm sure you do the same thing, Nick. I know many people have films that they have to watch at this time of year. If you've watched those already and there's another one, you've got time for another one and the kids are in the house. Yeah, I recommend watching the kids. Yeah. It won't matter if you fall asleep with a belly full of mince pies for 30 minutes. You haven't missed much but try to stay awake for the last 10 minutes because that's worth it. Absolutely. Or wait, sorry, not stay awake for the last 10 minutes. Wake up again. No, wake up again. the last 10 minutes. Of the Set film. a little yeah. timer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I feel uh, about the same way. Yeah. And I, Jim, I think there was uh, one of our good uh, contributors on, on uh, discord. I think, I think he said very much the same thing. It wasn't awful, but the ending was, was the best part. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger out of his um, action role, should we say. But Jingle All the Way was a bit more fun. It had a little bit more. I mean, obviously, it had a bigger budget and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, it felt like a kiddies version of Jingle All the Way. So Jingle only half the way. I need yeah, to watch. I, I need to rewatch it. Um, that's on Disney Plus right now, Jingle All the Way. But in the Solar Opposites uh, Christmas special, um, do, you, do you know what Solar Opposites is? Nope. It's uh, it's co-created by Justin Roiland, and you know who does the Rick and Morty's voice and co-created that show and uh, okay. a former writer for Rick and Morty, which now now works on that show and uh, Lower Decks. So it's kind of a cross between Lower Decks and uh, Rick and Morty. But um, well, they, do do a Christmas, like yeah. they have a Christmas special and uh, they're, they're going to watch Jingle all the way because Terry picked all the Christmas movies. Oh, the premise is they're all aliens living on Earth. They do love Christmas. And then... Oh, okay. You know, one of them is a scientist of the group, kind of like Rick. It's, it's basically Rick and Morty, only it's less out, <laughs> outer, outer space adventures and more like just uh, almost suburban. Like, like we're running for city council or whatever. But um, so he has a Ready Player One machine, which is what he calls right. it. Like, because he saw it and he's like, oh, how cool to be to go into The Shining. So he invented the machine. So they go inside, jingle all the way and hate oh, it no. and leave. And then uh, because it's a crappy movie and then it causes them to lose all their christmas spirit so they try going oh, no. through a bunch of other movies and they learn they have to, to go back christmas and finish back. jingle all the way otherwise they'll never get their christmas spirit back so is it is it almost like a rick and morty's version of the the a classic christmas carol yeah trying to get their christmas mojo back but they've got to go through some shit first exactly it's just <laughs> okay. like that and then when they return not to spoil it completely but when they return to jingle all the way 80 years has passed in that universe and it's overrun with sinbad mutants and the kid oh, who fuck. never got the Turbo Man for Christmas is like the emperor <laughs> of the town. And they only have until Christmas at midnight to get their Christmas spirit back. So <laughs> it's like a post-apocalyptic world with like Mad Max gangs and zombies and shit. So. Well, 80 years. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger's character's long gone, right? And the, yeah, he's long gone. Like but the kid has yeah. been bitter that he never got the Turbo Man. And he's become like, yeah, the dictator of the town. And Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen Jingle all the way. The kid doesn't get Turbo Man. I don't even remember that. But he learns the meaning of Christmas. Absolutely. Because his dad is Turbo Man at one point. <laughs> This is oh yes yes he is isn't he yes he gets, oh, he gets the, that uh, turbo for the, man for the Christmas parade thing yeah. that goes on right yeah that's it yeah, cool that's cool anything else to discuss yeah, yeah so we recommend for. yeah we recommend um we recommend Hellbound we certainly recommend Hawkeye and although we don't hate Eight Bit Christmas it's not necessarily shouldn't necessarily be the first film you watch for Christmas this year it is short so if you run out of Home Alone stick your kid in front of Eight Bit Christmas <laughs> yeah. yeah cool. With that, there you go. there's your Twitter. That, that there's there's the snap point there, right? It's not yeah. very long, so sticky kid in front of it for Christmas. There you go. <laughs> it's free if you have HBO Max too. You don't gotta even go to the theaters. But we know your kids are going to want to see Spider-Man: No Way Home. And with that, are you ready to wrap her up? Wrap it up, buddy. Wrap it up. All right. This has been Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um, Check out all of our other podcasts wherever podcasts are streamed under the genre verse and LRM name. They're all on the website also. Uh, Danny, where art thou? Be found out. If thou be looking for me, you will find me booking tickets for Matrix right now. Nice. And I am at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. I do uh, uh, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with Kyle every week. And as soon as... Hawkeye ends. We don't know when our next Marvel content is coming, so we'll have to cover some classic shit because um, they haven't announced the release dates of any of the 2022 shows. Um, but yeah, uh, tune in next week. I hope we're doing Spider-Man. Hopefully we get the whole crew back. 
And uh, rumor has it we'll all be back for next week. Is that the rumor? Cool. The rumor has it, but you know how these rumors play out. A lot of them are a load of bullshit. No Toby. No, I am drunk. <laughs> no, they're not in the show. No. Well, no, they won't be. Do you here. want me to text that to you next Thursday morning when I've seen it? No. No. I, no. <laughs> All right. And with that, hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.